The song is based on a Shaker hymn called Simple Gifts. Simple Gifts by Elder Joseph Brackett. Composer Aaron Copeland made it popular in the 1940s when he used it as a basis of a movement in his tone poem, Appalachian Spring. And then in 1963, the English poet and musician, Sidney Carter, put his own words to the tune and called it Lord of the Dance. Now we still sing it from time to time today and we'll be singing it as our closing hymn today. But going back to the original, Elder Brackett's uh, Simple Gifts, Brackett penned these words. Tis the gifts to be simple. Tis the gift to be free. Tis the gift to come down where we ought to be. And when we find ourselves in the place just right, will be in the valley of love and delight. When true simplicity is gained, to bow and to bend, we shan't be ashamed. To turn, turn will be our delight, till by turning, turning, we come round right. So I'd kind of like to talk about those things today. I'd like to capitalize upon the spirit of this hymn and invite you to think with me about the simple gifts, very simple gifts, things we take for granted for which to be thankful in this season of Thanksgiving. And this past week, here inside the church, uh, as always happens every year, uh, a passerby, uh, one of the parishioners in the church, asked me, Pastor Dick, what are you thankful for? What are you thankful for? And questions like this do make me reflective. They really do. I thought of the usual things that one would answer, like uh, friends and family and good health and that kind of thing. But then after I, we parted company, I, it occurred to me that that's really just the tip of the iceberg. And I started to think about it as I walked back to the office, and I kind of made a mental list of all the things I have to be thankful for, because, see, I had to write a sermon, and I had to come up with something. So... So I made a mental list of all those things that I, I, I was thankful for. And to my surprise, what came to mind were not the big ticket items of life. The simple gifts of life that we often take for granted. And maybe that's part in part because of the essence of the ministry that Carol Miller and I share together. But I'd kind of like to share my list with you today uh, in this message this morning with the hope that it'll inspire you to think about your list of simple gifts with which you have reason to be thankful. First of all, and this may sound strange, but first of all, I'm thankful for the five senses that we humans enjoy. Because without those, we would have a very nebulous existence. The sense of sight, smell, hearing, taste, and touch. Now, of course, not everyone has all five. There are those who are blind and some are deaf. Plus a few of us, plus very few of us, have a, have a full dose of any of them. I have to wear glasses, obviously, in order to see better, and my hearing is not what it used to be. I have a tendency to uh, do what we like to call selective listening, uh, kind of tune people out sometimes as we have to. It would be like Donna or Carol or some of those. 
but what a blessing it is to see the world around us, to see the world around you reasonably well and hear the sounds of nature, savor the rich aroma of food coming from the stove in the kitchen, feel the texture of fine fabric against your skin, taste the goodness of a homemade dessert. I like to hike. That's, that's our hobby, hiking or walking. Makes me conscious of how little uh, we smell the countryside around us when we travel today. Because our modern conveyances, you know, flying or traveling by car or even bicycle, uh, uh, we sometimes miss the beauty of what's going on around us. In the fall, there's the smell of burning leaves if you live out in the country. In the spring, we have the smell of fresh cut hay. And here in Indiana, just riding by a hog farm will remind you of pleasant things. So my list, my list uh, of things to be thankful for begins with the five senses. These are just a few of the simple gifts we, th we take for granted. Take the human body in general. All of its complexity of moving parts, it's amazing. For example, if you didn't have toes, did you know you wouldn't be able to stand up, you wouldn't have balance? If you didn't have joints, you wouldn't be able to bend and turn. Some of you even have new ones. The psalmist said it best when he wrote from Psalm 139 that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. And then thirdly, there's the gift of imagination. I use it all the time. I'm kind of a visionary at heart. And one of my favorite sayings is that of George Bernard Shaw, who said, you see things as they are and ask why. I see things that never were, and I ask, why not? That kind of speaks to me, to look beyond the mundane realities of everyday life and imagine how God would have it to be. And that isn't... And isn't that what Jesus wanted his disciples to do when he taught them about the kingdom of God? For instance, in Matthew 13, the kingdom of heaven is like yeast, which a woman took and hid in three measures of meal until it was all leavened. The gift of imagination allows you to see the possibilities. It's like the gift of wonder which is another simple gift for which to be thankful. Wonder comes naturally to children. They listen wide-eyed to a well-told story. Or when they play with imaginary friends, or as they gaze into a starry sky at night and come up, come up with all kinds of conclusions. A close co cousin to wonder is the gift of creativity. Now, everyone has it to some degree. I have very little of it, but everyone has it to some degree. To be created in the image of God is to be creative. Obviously, some have a bigger share than others. Whoever created the Internet, and I don't think it was Al Gore, but whoever created the Internet got a double dose, as did George de Mastret, that name might not mean anything to you, but he was the inventor of Velcro. There are so many gifts for which to be thankful. The gift of a smile. 
that can light up your life, light up others' lives, make an otherwise dreary day brighter and more cheerful. I'm very conscious of smiling when Carol and I walk the halls of hospitals because you pass by people or they come your way and sometimes there isn't a very pleasant countenance on their faces. You don't know what they've just experienced. Have you ever been down in the dumps when a total stranger gave you a big smile and said hello, kind of washes over you like a, a gentle, warm ocean wave? The genuine smile is one of the simplest gifts to share. Mother Teresa said it best. She said, every time you smile at someone, it is an action of love, a gift to that person, a beautiful thing. Add to the smiling the gift of laughter. Mary Waldrop says, a laugh is a smile that bursts open. And one of my favorite uh, comedians and pianist, Victor Borga, said, laughter is the closest distance between two people. And so it is. Laughter is one of the purest forms of intimacy. It refreshes us, clears out the toxins, and bring us, brings us together as one. A Yiddish proverb says, what soap is to the body, laughter is to the soul. And that's why I often practice humor. So we've talked about the five senses, the body, the gifts of imagination and wonder and creativity, the gifts of smiling and laughing together. So let's add to these the simple gift of a caring presence and with it the gift of a listening ear. Now this is a significant portion of the blessed ministry to which Carol and I share and have been called. Mamie Porter says, we live in a world of hit-and-run communications. I love that. Hit-and-run communications, and she's right. Too often we fail to take time to sit down and talk to one another, listen carefully to what's on their mind. We live in a world of emails and text messages and sound bites and media havoc. Whoever can get the drop on the next guy about something dis distasteful. A lot of it has to do with television, internet, and, and sound bites. It's so fast-paced. We're expected to think on our feet and express ourselves quickly rather than have the leisure to think reflectively and explore thoughtfully how we think and feel about things or even each other. What a gift it is for someone to sit with you without looking at the clock or their watch and take the time to hear you out. Let you vent, to listen, interactively listen, to ask questions and probe and invite you to say more as if there wasn't anything more important going on in the world today than being there for you. Stephen Ministers learn to do this. When you have a lot of things on your mind and need someone to talk to, someone who take the time to listen and respond and be there for you, who do you call? 
Well, as you put together your list of simple things, I would suggest that you put their names close to the top of your list. For the gifts of a caring presence and a listening ear are two of the most valuable gifts you'll ever receive. Has been for me. Leo Biscaglia says, too often we underestimate the power of a touch, a smile, a kind word, a listening ear, an honest compliment, or the smallest act of caring, all of which have the potential to turn a life around. There's no end to the simple gifts for which we have to be thankful. But before we close today, let me add to the list the gifts of faith, hope, and love. Make no mistake about it, they're gifts, simple gifts, pure and simple. They can only be received freely as gifts and not obtained by any other means. If you've been given even a mustard seed size of faith, and you are able to believe in God and know in your heart that God loves you and cares for you, and that God's will, will for your life is good and perfect in every way, then be thankful. It's a simple gift, but it makes all the difference in how you yourself react in relation to the whole of God's creation. Faith and hope go together. To have faith is to be optimistic and hopeful. Whatever the situation or circumstance you're facing. The writer of Hebrews put it this way. You're familiar with this. Hebrews 11, which ironically is considered the faith chapter. Now faith is assurance of things hoped for. Proof of things not seen. So we have faith and hope, but what makes it all worthwhile is the gift of love. When Donna and I first started getting together to know each other, we found that we did have a lot in common. We shared the same views and values. We enjoyed doing the same things. We liked the same kind of furniture, the same kind of house, the same kind of colors. We were very compatible in most every way. But would we ever grow to love each other? Stay together for it'll be 51 years now in January. That was a question. You can work together and play together and pray together and help each other in every possible way, but it only counts in the long run if you love one another. Sounds simple. Paul put it this way, 1 Corinthians 13, the love chapter. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels and do not have love, I become a noisy gong, noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I dole out all my goods to feed the poor, and if I give my body to be burned but don't have love, it profits me nothing. Jesus lived and died for the forgiveness of our sins and he rose from the dead that we might share in the promise of eternal life. Paul makes it clear we did nothing to deserve it. He says from Romans 5, but God commends his own love towards us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. 
Love is a, a gift, pure and simple. You can't earn it. You can't manufacture it. You can't manipulate it. Or you can't coerce it in any way. All you can do is receive it humbly and graciously when it's offered and be thankful. Indeed, the fact that you could taste that turkey this past Thursday was no small thing. Nor is the fact that the people sitting at the table with you that day love you dearly. For the remainder of this year and in the new year soon to come, invite Christ to bless you with his presence and praise God from whom all blessings flow. Thanks be to God.